This is the Tyson Durfee Show. Compete, lead, and become a champion. I've got to take you guys back about 20 years to tell you the story on this one. So I'm a sophomore in high school, and I have dedicated my entire life to roping and wanting to be the very best at that that I possibly can. I go to the National High School Finals. I have never been in a pressure situation. I have, n- Not on this level. Like, not to the national stage. And I make the short go. I do pretty good on my first two calves. I make the short go. I come back, top 10, pretty deep. And I've got a real chance in the moment to win the National High School Championship. Well, I get ready to go. I am nervous in the stomach. My palms are sweaty. I'm super you know, nervous about, you know, wanting to do good. But if I didn't do good, I was going to like make my dad mad or I upset my family or my friends or those people that believed me. And it, and it really, you know, made me nervous. So I, I get ready to go. I get my horse ready. I'm sweating profusely. My breath is shallow. Palms are sweaty. Tightness of breath. Chest is tight. Like just all the telltale signs of being extremely nervous you know, wanting to do well, but too young to know what to do. Well, I'd practiced really hard leading up to this moment. But one thing that I had never practiced was how to handle my attitude and my mind and definitely how to handle pressure. So I I get ready to go. I back in the box and now my head, I chase after this calf. And the first thought that goes through my head is, oh, no, I'm out late. This calf is running faster than, (laughs) than my horse is. And so what I do with most untrained ropers do in that moment, which is, oh crap, I better throw my rope. And I threw my rope all the way to the knot. And as I threw it to the knot, the calf moved left and I missed the calf. I missed my target. I did the ride of shame. I rode all the way to the other end of the arena, head held low, very upset with myself, wanting to cuss profusely, but knowing that I couldn't do it in the arena. I got outside, I went around the arena, and I just like dry heaved. Like I was, you know, I didn't really have any food in my stomach at that point, but if I would have, I would have upchucked everywhere. I was just disgusted and sick with myself. And I remember thinking, gosh, you know, I let my dad down. He's put so much into this. I let my my friends, my family, the people that thought I was going to be the next great thing, you know, at, at nationals coming through state, I let them down. I let my state down. I let so many people down. I remember just being so excuse my French, but pissed off. I was pissed off that that moment was stolen from me. And I'm wondering if you guys have ever had that situation as well. It may not need, need to be on a national level or, or anything like that, but I'm wondering if you've ever had that position where you know you, you interviewed for that job or you competed at that rodeo or you played that football game and maybe it was the playoffs and you wanted to do really good and something happened and you lost the game. Well, I don't know... If what I'm going to tell you will work, will work for every single one of you, but it really changed my life what I did. You see, after I got done at that rodeo, I decided that I was never going to fold to pressure ever again and that I was going to work on the basics so strong that even if I was nervous or insecure or felt pressure, that the machine Tyson the mechanical Tyson, the Tyson that had worked on that movement a million times over again was going to take over and I would win anyway. And I vowed to myself that I would do whatever it took 
to be able to handle pressure because I knew it was something that would serve me for the rest of my life. And that's really what I did. I became laser focused on how to handle the pressure. I, as I do with so many things, I, even if it's my businesses or my coaching or anything else that I do, I reflect on, I say, well, what did I do wrong, right? What did I do wrong? And, you know, it's important to note that I did give myself time to vent. I was pissed off. I was upset. I went through all the standard emotions. I was mad and then I was sad and then I felt like I let everybody down. I went through all that. But once I got over it, I went back and I analyzed. I said, you know what? What do I need to do to figure out how to handle this pressure? Right? Because it wasn't the mechanics essentially that took me out of the game. It was the pressure. Yes, my mechanics were a little bit off, but it was the pressure. And I'm going to give you guys some tips and ways that you can get over pressure and some certain things that I did to help me through a lifetime of pressure. Pretty much everything that I do, you know, for the majority of my life has been making my money literally tens of seconds at a time, having to be nearly perfect in order to get a paycheck, having to be nearly perfect to be able to feed my family. As a professional athlete and a roper, it literally boils down to tens of seconds whether you win thousands or you win nothing. And going all the way back to my sophomore year in high school and looking at that situation is going to allow me to, number one, dissect it and say, all right, this is what I did, this is what I didn't do. Okay, number one, as you guys have probably heard me say a million times, I gave myself time to vent. Okay, 10-minute rule. I've said it a thousand times and I'll say it a thousand times again. Give yourself some time to vent if you if you fail to pressure, if you make a mistake, okay? Come back number two, we gotta reflect on, we gotta say, what did I do wrong here, what did I do right? Okay, well maybe I did right on calf one, on calf two to get back to the short round, but on calf three, I really dropped the ball because pressure got in the way. Now how can I get out of this pressure? One thing that I began to do, and I guess, you know, this is something that is so easy to do, but almost nobody does it, is I went home and I began to practice, and every run, that I knew I was back in the box to practice for myself, it meant something to me. It was for a state high school championship. It was for a national championship. It was for a world championship. I call it practice under pressure. When I was practicing at home, I got the calves up, got the horse ready, did everything that I needed to do to get ready to win, but every single run meant something to me. I don't care if I was back in the box and I was going to make five practice runs. Those five practice runs were for something. They meant something deep to me and that made me practice with intensity and seriousness that led me to go on and be successful. You see so many times we go to the practice pen and I'm talking rodeo terms guys because that's what I know but if you're in any other field this applies. Okay if we go to the practice pen we treat it as a social environment. For me the practice pen was never a social environment. For me the practice pen was a place to get better, a place to grow, to chase a dream that I had that was a deep desire in my heart because it was my way out. I had nothing, we didn't have a lot, uh, had no money, and it was my way out. It was my way to have a good life. So when I went to the practice pen, I practiced under pressure every single time. Now what about you? What if you're a rodeo athlete? Or what if you're a basketball player? What if you're a football player? What if you're in sales? What if every single time you, you rehearse that pitch or you catch that ball or you practice in the practice pen, it actually meant something. It was a state championship. What if it was for a world championship? You see, one of the things I used to do is back in the box 
envision the Thomas and Mac, envision the 10th go-around with all the marbles out there, all the money on the line, everything to lose, but man, I could gain the world if I did it right. And I would make that practice pin run, and I would see what happened. And the truth is, sometimes those practices didn't go so good. Sometimes I lost the world championship. Sometimes I made mistakes and cost myself state championships. But what happened was I began to do it day in and day out, day in and day out. And then I'd go to a competition. Oh man, I wasn't as nervous this time around. You know why I wasn't as nervous? Because I'd been practicing under pressure. Practicing under pressure is one of those things that puts your mind there every time you do it. And when you show up in the real life situation, it doesn't mean that much. It doesn't have that control over you. It can't hinder you from being successful. Imagine this young kid, right? Let's take this young kid. He loves playing baseball. He loves pitching. He's a lefty, so he's got a pretty good arm. Every single day in his practice, it's bottom of the ninth, and he's got to strike this guy out to win the World Series. Tie ball game, everything on the line. He's got to capitalize. And every time he practices, he, he envisions himself in that position. He does it thousands of times, all the way through middle school, all the way through high school. Gets into college, plays college ball, really works hard, puts it all on the line. Every time he's practicing, it's for something. It's for a World Series championship. Let's say this kid is one of those kids that hustles and grinds his way to the top. He makes it to the major leagues. He's a nobody in the major leagues, though. But he keeps that same work ethic. He keeps that attitude. He keeps practicing under pressure day in, day out. Days turn into weeks. Weeks turn into months. Months turn into years. Eventually, this young man gets to the World Series. He gets in that position that he knows he's been practicing for his whole life. He's on the mound. The batter's up there. Do you think that this is the first time he's actually been in this position? I'm going to say heck no. See, the world's going to say, oh man, he's he's never been in this position before. He's been working hard, but you know he, he doesn't have the arm or he's, he's a little too worn out or this or that. But in the pitcher's mind, the kid's mind, the player's mind, he's been there 10,000 times. What do you think is going to happen when that young man throws that ball? He's going to believe in himself. He's going to believe in himself so much because he's been there, he's done that, he's rehearsed it over and over and over again. Think about yourself. How many times have you envisioned yourself? Maybe, maybe it was when you were a kid catching that calf for a world championship, doing something in the last moment and saving the day. Why do we do this when we were kids, but then we forget about it as we get older, as we get grown up? The truth is the world gets in the way. We listen to people tell us we can't. Uh, other people pass their insecurities on to us. We haven't had the proper training, and you know what? We strike out. And we think that, you know what, there's something wrong with this because we did. When the truth of the matter is, you know, basically, you just haven't had the right training or the right practice. I developed this thing of practicing under pressure many years ago. It served me. In 2016, when I backed into the box for my world championship, it's true to say that I had been in that position tens and thousands of times leading up to that moment, visualizing it over and over and over again, practicing it in the practice pen over and over and over again. And you know what? Here's the, here's the other thing I'm going to tell you guys. I had been in that position three times before it actually happened, and I'd failed those three times. You see, sometimes that greatness that you're looking for, you might fail at it time and time and time again. 
and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with failure, guys. You know, step one would be practice under pressure. Step two, get in the game. Get some at-bats. You know what? Pressure's a good thing. Those at-bats, those swings, those throws, those are teaching you how to do it the right way. Practice under pressure in the practice pen, but get real-life exposure by getting in the game. Go there. Play there. Don't beat yourself up if you don't win. That's okay. That's part of it. Pressure's not bad. Pressure's good. Failure's okay. It's only it's only a really a true failure if you just give up and you don't learn something from it. But number one is practice under pressure. You must practice under pressure. Step two, don't look at pressure as a bad thing or failure as eternal. Pressure is a good thing. Learn to accept it. If you ever want to excel in anything in this world, you have to look at pressure as a good thing and realize that failure is not eternal. What happens if you strike out in that baseball game? You just get back up. You try again. What happens if you miss at that rodeo or buck off that bull or knock that barrel or miss that pass? You just do it again. Pressure is a good thing and failure is not eternal. Just keep going. So much of my success in life and in business and whatever it is that I do is that I just refuse to fail. And I know it's not a failure unless I give up and give in and, and, and quit, right? And for me, as long as I'm living my purpose, I know that that'll never happen because I truly enjoy what I do. Okay, step three, trust the practice. You got to trust that the practice will take over if you're nervous. It would be true. It, I would be lying to you to tell you that I wasn't nervous backing in the box in the American for $100,000 to win. I would be lying to you if I told you that I wasn't nervous when I backed in the box for a world championship. The truth is, yes, I was nervous. Yes, there was pressure. Yes, I feel fail failure. But you have to trust that the practice will pay off. Much like people say, trust the process. Trust the practice is what I say. I mean, for me, and probably for yourself, you're already going there anyway. You're already practicing day in and day out. You're already working your tail off. Why not trust it? Ask yourself, am I practicing the right way to handle the pressure whenever it inevitably hits? Because it will hit, I promise you. If the answer is no, then you need to reevaluate your practice. Trust the practice. Trust that what you're doing when you're nervous will take over. Like I said, in pressure situations, it's okay to be a little bit nervous. I heard this a long time ago that I don't mind the butterflies in my stomach. I just want them all to fly in direction. See, the butterflies in your stomach, that's normal. You're a normal human being if that happens. What you have to do is trust that your practice will take over. And there are other things that you can do. You can do deep breaths in, deep breaths out. Five mo find movement. Don't stay still. If you're nervous, if you're under pressure, don't stand still. Find movement. Movement creates endorphins. Endorphins make you feel good. That's why people work out. That's also why I'm jumping up and down all the time. You know, if you see me on TV competing behind the scenes, I'm always jumping up and down. I'm always moving. I'm always stretching. Because I want to alleviate any nervousness because that allows me to capitalize better. Nervousness equals tension. Tension equals, well, I hate to say it, but too much tension can equal failure. Trust the practice, guys. And all those other things that I was talking about, the deep breaths, you can YouTube the Wim Hof method of breathing. That is a great one. Finding movement is always awesome to handle pressure. It helps 
let some of that tension out. Trust the practice. Trust it. And then the last thing I'm going to tell you is go live. And I'm, I, I hope that somebody actually does this. One way to test that you can handle pressure is when you get in a controlled environment in your practice, at home, wherever it is that you're at, go live on Instagram or Facebook. Something very simple. And say, hey, I know this calf. I'm going to tie this calf in nine seconds or 10 seconds. And if I don't, I am going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to jump in a stock tank. I'm going to pour a bucket of water on my head if I don't. You see, going live on Instagram or Facebook is much like competing in front of an audience. So many times folks get nervous or tense or have anxiety being in front of people. Going live on Facebook and or on Instagram puts you in front of that audience. But here's the best part. It teaches you how to handle pressure, right? Handling pressure is one of those things that you need practice at. That's why, you know, when I say practice under pressure, that's why you do that. You put your mind in that position over and over and over again. But the way to test that you're practicing under pressure, the right way is to go live on Instagram or to have an audience there or to bet somebody and say, hey, I'm going to do this on this calf or I'm going to make this kind of run here or I bet I can, you know, nail this shot. Oh, and by the way, the whole world's watching. Go live, guys. I've done this before many times. A lot of people can do other forms of this, like matching. Maybe you can match your buddy, playing games, competition. Comp Practicing under pressure is nothing more than competition. But going live puts you in front of an audience. So utilize all of that stuff. Do it day in and day out. What would happen to you if next time you you know, went to a rodeo, you had practiced under pressure for the last 30 days in a row. What happens if you actually trusted yourself and believed in yourself and knew that you could do it? If you worked on your breathing, if you shook out the nervousness and you had went live a few times in front of an audience, showing them and promising them what you were going to do. You see, going live creates, you know, confidence, especially when you say something and then you back it up. That's the definition of confidence. Guys, I hope you liked this episode. I hope it gave you at least a couple little tips on how to handle pressure. You know, a lot of these things are things that I teach in my mentorship program. But the truth is, no matter what you do, I don't care if you're a football player, a roper, or you sell real estate, or you sell things, period. Work on these things. Practice under pressure. Trust the practice. Go live in front of an audience and tell them what you're going to do, and then go do it. Again, don't waste time on failure. Live your best life. I want you to know that I absolutely believe in each and every one of you. That's why I put this content out there. I want to help you live your very best life. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you soon. Adios. Hey, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Tyson Durfee Show. If you don't mind, please, please, please subscribe to this podcast if you felt like you got value. Also, if you don't mind, write a review. Both of those things significantly help me out in getting this show to more people. And don't forget that there are more episodes, so go on to the next one. Give it a listen, and I'll see you guys soon. Adios.